Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. We know your life will be changed for the better by listening to God's word. If you'd like to know more about Trinity Beaumont or contribute to our ministry, please visit www.trinitybeaumont.com. Um, I've been forever changed um, by uh, family. How many of you guys are thankful for church family, for family, church family, brothers and sisters, people, people that, are, that are willing to hang with you through stuff? How many of you guys know that um, this hurricane brought some stuff with it? Oh, man. Um, no power. Um, and uh, how many, who still does not have power in here when they left their house this morning, at least? And look, you still showed up to church. Um, we're probably missing a lot of people or at least a handful of people uh, who have not got power back. And um, it is what it is, my friends. But um, I'm, how many of you guys are so thankful that uh, we were not in the middle of that storm um, once again, we were spared. Once again, you know, we have workplaces to go back to. You know, our, our houses are still standing. There's just so much to be grateful for. And so I think we just ought to thank God for just a moment. Come on, we ought to just say, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. He's worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to let you get situated. You good? Okay. Well, we're talking about faith this morning, but I just felt impressed to take a moment in the presence of God. So why don't we just revert back to that like we're in worship? You don't have to stand. You don't have to kneel. But just um, if you would internally, um, if, if closing your eyes helps you, Let's just put all of our attention and our focus on Jesus this morning. Come on, how many of you guys are thankful for the Word of God? It's a lamp into our feet. It's a light into our path. And Jesus, we just love you so much. We're just so thankful that, that you do not call us to go where you've never been before. That Holy Spirit, you are the guide. You are the comforter. You are the one who guides and leads us into all truth. And we just love you so much. I'm just reminded by, of a story that um, Rick Renner taught about the Holy Spirit, about how he, he's that guy that can take you into all the best places of life. <laughs> and I'm just really challenged by that this morning. I, I feel like there's a lot of people here who can relate to that because our faith is being tested but you want to know what the best places in life to be. It's with him. It's with Jesus. And he didn't promise that it was going to be easy. In fact, he promised the opposite. He promised it was going to be hard. He promised that we were going to go through trials. He promised that we were going to have hardships. He, he promised that he was going to be there with us through it all. He said, even until the end of the age, I am with you. And Lord, if, if we don't get anything else from this morning, I just, I pray that you would cause that revelation, that truth 
of who you are to just rest in our hearts. How many want a deeper revelation of his presence, of the, the truth and the reality of who he is here and now? You know, as we were getting ready to go into service, I was talking to uh, Pineda about the song. I said, what song are we going to do for altar call? He said, uh, we don't have one. I said, we'll just go back into Waymaker. He said, he said, that's it. That song just gets me. He said, every time we could be having a terrible practice. But he said, as soon as we start talking about the way, Jesus, as soon as we start talking about the promise keeper, the light and the darkness, man, everything else fades and isn't that true that even, even though sometimes those mountains, they leer, even though sometimes those waves, they crash, even though sometimes the, the wind, it thrashes, and didn't it thrash? Tree branches and limbs. He was there in the middle of the storm all the while. And I'm just so thankful for that. just so thankful for that. And so wherever you are right now on your couch, at home, maybe you're tuning in, listening online at a later date and time, I just pray that he would make himself real in this moment. For all the guilt and the worry and the shame that would try to invade your heart, that would try to steal what rightfully belongs to every child of God. I just declare those chains broken right now. That the truth of the way maker would become real in this moment. That you would be brought face to face with your maker. Because you know that's exactly what he does. You know, we fall we kneel even. We're brought to our knees. Sometimes we fall down. Sometimes we're pushed down. But no matter what, our God is able. You know, when war rises around us, when an army even tries to besiege us, we have a confidence, do we not? A confidence that our Savior faced and beat it all. He went to the cross for you and I. He went to that place where death ruled and reigned supreme and he grabbed those keys And there is no more victory in death. There is no champion other than him. And Jesus, we love you. We love you so much. And we look to you, the author and our finisher of faith. 
if you're weary, if you're heavy laden. His invitation is this today and every day and every moment of every day. Come to me. If you're tired, if you're worn out, if you're overwhelmed, all you need to do is call on the name of Jesus. You may have gotten out of the boat. You maybe want to get out of the boat. Call on him. Come on, can we do that today? Can we lay down our, our pride? Can we lay down ourself to call on Jesus in this moment for our families, for our workplaces, for those hard situations? Jesus, we need you. Jesus, we need you. We need you in our family. Jesus, we need you in our home. Jesus, we need you in our head. We, we, we feel sick so much, Lord. We suffer lack, Lord. But you said, you promised us. You said if we would, if we would humble ourselves, that you would give us grace. Right now, all over this room, Jesus, I need you. All over every living room, all over every corner where the sound of my voice reaches, Jesus, we need you. We need you over our city, Lord. We need you over our region, Lord. We need you over our country, Lord. We need you in the very deepest and darkest places of our hearts and our homes, and in our community, God, in our school way, uh, school hallways, God, in our workplaces, Lord. We need you in our economy, Lord. We need you. We need you because every false idol, God, every wicked thing, every dark image that would try to rise up is false. And we need you. We need, to, we need you to be exalted, Lord. Because in, unless you do it, Lord, unless you build the church, we labor in vain. And that's us, Lord. We're your body. And we need you to build us. We need you to knit us together like a skilled craftsman who would weave a basket or a beautiful tapestry. Right now, I just see hearts being mended right now. Thank you, Lord. I see, I see the fabric of your hearts, of people's lives being stitched back together. Families and homes, come on, who's that for? You just need to reach out and receive that by faith. He's the restorer. He's bringing restoration to homes and to families and to hearts, relationships. Come on, I release restoration right now in Jesus' name. Heavenly restoration on earth as it is in heaven. Glory to the Lamb. Glory to the Lamb. Jesus, we worship you. We worship you, Jesus. 
We worship you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We love you. Come on, isn't he awesome? Amen. Isn't he awesome? There is nothing more awesome, nothing more worthy. Uh, Can I grab my, uh, my water right there? Thank you so much. Well, we are starting a new series today. I feel like uh, we got a really good introduction. How many of you guys were, were not here for last week when Pastor Cameron taught about faith? Anybody in the room wasn't here? A few, a couple. Do not miss that message about will Jesus find faith when he returns to earth? How many of you guys know it's important uh, when we, we talk about things relating to Jesus and him coming back? <laughs> You do not want to miss that message, um, and so it is online. You can find it uh, when you go to our website. Um, it's really easy to listen. I don't think that we put our stuff on podcast app, but we're we're just you just have to bear with us. Um, but it is good quality. You can hear it really good, and it was a great teaching. And I thank you for that, Pastor Cameron. I thank you for uh, the divine inspiration of the Holy Spirit who uh, got um, brought him to that place to talk about faith because. Um, Diving into this series of Bible basics, I, I, um, we plan to and expect to spend several months, weeks and months talking about basics. How many of you guys know that uh, fundamentals, we, talk, we started talking about this at the beginning of the year, that if, when we're talking about um, winning and having victory and, and living a life uh, of victory and um, overcoming things, um, when you draw a line between fundamentals and basics uh, over to sports, they talk about a lot about, uh, from what I've heard, coaches talk a lot about, um, it's those basics and fundamentals that win championships. How many in here would, uh, would say you've heard that or you would agree? A couple of you, okay, a few of you. Um, you're welcome to look it up online. I've, I've, I've heard a lot about that, but I would, I would also say in the same way that that much of what Jesus taught about was fundamental. Okay, one, one agree. When Jesus was on the earth, he taught a lot about, how many, how many in here know that Jesus went about preaching the what? The kingdom. The kingdom. Jesus went about preaching the kingdom. And so, in, in principles of the kingdom, you need faith to access the kingdom. You need faith. And so uh, um, I don't know how many weeks we'll talk about faith, but we started last week, and so you don't want to miss that one. But I want to um, get into this um, fundamental, if you will, today. Um, and we're, we're going to be looking at uh, Hebrews 11, uh, 5 and 6 again. Uh, he talked about that last week. But there is just something to be said about faith. Um, there's, <laughs> there's a lot to be said about faith. Um, because he, uh, Ephesians chapter um, 2, verses 8 and 9, teach that it is by, f- by faith through grace, or, or uh, I think I'm botching that up. I'm just going to read it for you guys. How about that? 
No, I'm pretty sure it is by grace through faith. But you can go to Ephesians chapter 2 on, on the topic because there's, there's something to be said about, about this. For, for all my newbies, if, you, if you're new in Christ or um, even a longtime believer, this is just something important to pay attention to because um, like the Patriots are very well aware and the Cowboys used to know uh, about fundamentals. They win championships. Uh, of course, you know, last, last year was a, a fluke. You know, the, you know, the Patriots never made it, but, you know, we don't want to get into that too much. Okay, so it says that... We were saved by grace when you believed, and this is a credit that you can't take. That you, uh, you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. This is Ephesians chapter uh, two, verse eight. Like I said, um, so by His grace, by His grace, um, and I'm going to remember that other verse that I'm trying to talk about in a second because it is by faith through grace. And faith is a kind of tricky thing to talk about because you can't see it, you can't touch it, um, and it's kind of like one of those ethereal principles, if you will. Um, But I like what Pastor Cameron was talking about last week when he talked about having faith in the chair that you sit in. Because we take that for granted. Nobody in here came, came in and checked their chair to see if it was going to hold you. You had faith in that thing. And so in, in the same way, a lot of us have faith for going to heaven because we have accepted Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior. But... What I believe I I saw in going into today's message was this um, interesting picture being drawn about how we can access heaven on earth. Jesus went about preaching the kingdom of God. The purpose was that we are to establish an invisible kingdom on earth. How do we do that? Well, I'm glad you asked. It's by faith. And faith, it is that assurance and that trust factor, if you will, that says that this is more important than the mundane, the mundanity or the normality of me just going through life and just living a normal life. If you will, pause for a second and let's travel all the way back to, you know, the year whenever Jesus was walking on the earth and he was inviting his disciples to follow him. And imagine for yourself, imagine yourself for a moment being invited to drop everything, leave your family, leave your home to follow Jesus. And many of us have already set out on this journey. Many of us endeavor to live in this journey, this journey of faith, right? This journey of of following Jesus day by day to, gosh, there's a, a myriad of things, convert other people, right? We're like, that's our goal. We've got to make disciples. 
and, and, and it's true. I, be, I believe it's true. Um, gosh, what are some other things that, that we're convinced of that, that we're to do in, in following Jesus? Um, we got to love other people, right? We got we to gotta love him first and foremost. Like, that's our, our biggest job. And so, so faith is that thing that says, okay, I'm going to grab a hold of this principle and treat it as more important than all of the other things that I can see. How many of you guys are, were, let's, let's really, how many of you guys were moved when you looked at the radar this last week and you saw the storm coming? You're like, I need to get ready. A wise person says, I need to get ready. <laughs> Some of us <laughs> like to, you know, um, do other things. But anyways, for the sake of this conversation, how many of you guys were moved even more so when you saw the wind, when you saw the rain, right? When we, we saw, oh, this storm is not going the other way like it has. It has not, it, it, it didn't go away like all the other storms did, right? So we were in that place where, where we were moved by what we're saying, but the Bible teaches us that, that those who live by faith can't be moved by what they see. So the, the, the question is, how can that be? I, I wish I could give you the, a perfect answer, but I'll give you a little secret. Follow him. You're going to be moved by what you see. You remember the story of Peter? Um, he got out of the boat. Maybe you don't know this story, but um, Jesus sent his disciples across the water. And he said, um, go to the other side and I'll meet you there. And these were um, well-versed fishermen. And they lived on the sea for a long time. They, they fished. That was their, their career. And they knew how storms could blow up out of nowhere. And they knew how to weather storms. How many, of you guys, how many of you guys have been through some stuff and you know how to weather some stuff? But then there are some other things that come into our life and knock us flat on our back, like COVID, like 2020. I'm quite literally in this moment facing that. I, I mean, you obviously can tell that I'm kind of stumbling and trying to find my words. And Jesus um, wasn't there. Sometimes we're in moments where we feel like he's not there, where we feel like he wasn't, like he's not watching. And his disciples were out there on the water, and they're, they're, they've been through stuff before. They've been through hardships. And God had saved them. He had been there with them before. But this time was different. There's an interesting part of this story, though, because in the middle of this storm... Jesus shows up walking on the water. And one of his disciples must have been out of his mind because he said, Lord, if that's you, call to me. I'll get out of the boat. I don't even know what would possess him to do this. 
maybe other than the fact that he wanted to be like his master or to be with his master because seeing him wasn't enough. I, I'm literally just kind of going through this in my head as, I, as I'm on up here in this moment because I'd, ne- I'd never really considered that. What would possess a man to want to get out of a safety, a place of safety. Of course, you know, there was the factor that they thought they were going to drown, but thinking that you're going to drown and being out of a boat are two different things, right? So I don't know where you're at in this story. I don't know if you have gotten out of the boat. I don't know if you're in the boat. I don't even know if you're following Jesus at this point in your life. But I would like to encourage you on a few things within this story that our goal is absolutely to become like Jesus. So if we, if we see Jesus walking on the water, we should want to walk on the water, even though that's scary. It's, um, can I say something? It's comfortable. I didn't give you a chance to reply. It's comfortable to be on a pew on a Sunday morning and say Amen. It's comfortable to be a Christian without persecution. It's comfortable to have faith in God when life is going your way. How many of you guys are just so thankful in the Starbucks drive-thru when you get your drink exactly the way you wanted it? Or how about in your bed when you get to sleep in? Or how about when you didn't lose electricity and you're like, the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. But how many of you guys know when the power goes out, come on, when you're enduring some stuff, your faith in God is being what? It's tested. Oh, guys came to have church this morning. But how many of you guys like tests? Don't lie in church. (laughs) Don't do it. <laughs> I don't like tests. I don't like tests. But the testing of your faith is necessary. So we should want to be like Jesus, and we should want to be where Jesus is. Amen. Those are good notes to take with you today. There's a man who marked me um, by faith, uh, about faith. I say by faith. There's a man who marked me um, about the subject of faith named Dr. Miles Monroe. Many of you uh, knew him, knew of him, um, maybe uh, even got a chance to hear him before he went home. But I, I'll never forget um, sitting on the front row of victory uh, back in 2009 or 10, and Dr. Miles Monroe was there, and he said, and it, I, I'm not even going to try and do his accent. He said, faith is the substance of heaven. And I've never forgotten that. Although I, I, it doesn't, I can't make any sense of that, hardly at all. I, I, I'm like, faith is the substance of heaven. What is that supposed to mean? Some of the things that Dr. Miles Monroe said is that your faith is only as strong as the tests it survives. Your faith is only as strong as the tests it survives. You know what that indicates? That we, 
were made to be tested. The story of, of Peter, of the, of the disciples crossing the water, indicates to me that Jesus was testing them. A challenging thought emerges in that, did God send the storm to test them? My immediate response and answer, very vehemently, is absolutely not. But he used the storm to test them. And God uses whatever he wants to, because he's God. I mean, look at you and I. Look at me, right? I'm on stage as a 33-year-old young man, a college dropout with, I'm pretty sure, enough um, hours to have an associate's degree, but got kicked out of Bible school, never finished, lived much of my life for myself. A larger percentage than I have lived for Christ, and yet I'm here. And I know that there are so many of you guys in this room that don't deserve to be where you are. And you're probably like me and that you failed more tests than you've passed. And that you're probably like the other 11 disciples who said, Peter, you're crazy. I'm not getting out of that boat. But this fundamental of faith teaches us that we're born to be tested. And you, again, have to ask yourself, you know, is Jesus going to find faith on the earth when he returns? And within, within the context of that question is the story that Pastor Cameron taught that we should always continue to pray, pray for the things that God desires on earth as it is in heaven, which are what? Well, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. And how do we establish that is a whole other conversation that you should have internally and with the Lord and with other believers, I believe. And to kind of wrap this up, I just really want to encourage you guys to go after heaven. Go after the realities of heaven on earth. Go after obliterating pain and all works of darkness on the earth. You guys know that in, in John 1 John 3, 8, it says, For this reason the Son of Man was manifested to the world to destroy the works of darkness. This points us to our purpose, that we are reborn, born again, made new in his image to destroy the works of darkness. What does that look like? It looks like living a life of faith, even when all circumstances 
would tell you to give up. Because again, it's really great and easy to say that God is working all things for my good when it feels good, when life is good. But what happens when the sickness or the pain persists? persists? What happens when things don't get better? What happens when your homeland is turned into a place that looks like a movie? What happens when, when your family disagrees with you? Will you then go back? What, what, what happens when you start sinking? Have faith in God. Have faith in God's plan. You are God's plan. You and I, we are God's plan of redemption for the world. Can I say that? Is that okay to say that, that God has a plan to use his body, his church, to redeem mankind, to redeem the world, to, to redeem other people, to take unbelievers and turn them into believers? And how can that be if we don't exhibit, if we don't, bleed faith, if faith doesn't seep from the very skin of our body, I know these are challenging things to think about, guys, but we are in those last days, and we are called up higher. How many of you guys are thankful for a higher purpose? But, and with that higher purpose comes testing. If you're okay where you're at, then I'm okay with it, but I'm not okay where I'm at. I don't want to stay here. And I don't want to leave the life I've lived the way I came into it. I want to make an impact. I want to leave a legacy. I want to... Be the change that I desire to see. And that takes faith each and every single day. Faith to believe that God is who he says he is and that he's going to do what he says he's going to do. But that can't happen if I don't start here with me, with my heart, to believe that I can be a change factor. You know, I had a really hard conversation with some students not too long ago. It was probably several months at this point. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was, it was about eight weeks, I guess, about two months. And I said, do you know how many people it took to change the world? How many, how many, like, not gods, not God. You guys remember that Jesus, he put aside his divinity, the Bible says, and he became a man. Who in here, pinch yourself, who in here can, you can feel that you're a person, you're mankind, you're a man or a woman, Right? We're all people just like the disciples were. Just like Jesus walked and talked and breathed. We have the choice and the ability to believe, to give up, to, to fail, to cry, 
to have success, to endure defeat, to have breakthrough, and to make messes. That's okay. You're human. Jesus knew that you were human when he went to the cross. Thank God. Thank God that he didn't expect me to be perfect or to live this wishy-washy, ethereal life of faith that, that, that gives up, that makes mistakes. Thank God that, that he knew that was going to happen. Thank God that he still chose you and I. That's you. Tell your neighbor, that's you. He chose you. He chose you to live a life of faith. He knew that you were going to fail. He knew that you were going to make mistakes. He knew that you weren't going to be perfect or have perfect doctrine or, or, or theology or spend hours upon hours in the Bible. He's, he's not mad at you. He's not upset at you for not being like Peter. He's not upset at you for not getting out of the boat. He's not upset at you for sinking in the water because... You know, that's where the story ended up. Jesus, Peter sank. He got out of the boat and failed. His story, is talked a lot of, his story is talked about a lot, but his story was failure until he did what? He called on Jesus. Phone a friend. I'm so glad that those phone calls are endless and unlimited. Not like the show where you only get to make one phone call. You can call on him and you can call on him. Hey, I, I'm, I'm still trying to close. You guys got to come help me out. Oh, okay. He said I'm on my own. <laughs> Dang. We'll land this plane one way or the other. And so living this life of faith isn't about you faithing it till you make it. It's not about faking it till you make it. It's, it, it, it is about stretching yourself. It is about enduring tests. It is about going after the gold. Come on. Paul said, I press on. Come on. We got to keep pressing on, guys. We can't, we can't draw back. My mom always told me, she said, when, the, when it gets tough, the tough get going. And I didn't like that statement. I still don't like that statement. But I believe the Bible is so much that. Forgetting what's behind. Don't think about all the drawbacks. Don't think about all the failures. Don't think about all the mistakes. Think about the times when God showed up. Come on, has God been faithful to anybody? Has, has God brought you out of some stuff? Are you still in the woods a little bit? Are you still in the weeds a little bit? It's okay. Because I just want to encourage you. I just want to encourage you that faith pleases God. The story of Hebrews 11, 5, and 6 that I referenced earlier is about this man named Enoch. And the life that he lived pleased God so much and that he endured and that he went after Jesus. He went after, when, when, when it was on a cliffside, he went after him. 
I imagine. We don't know much. The stories of faith that we read about in Hebrews 11 please God. That's why they're in the Bible in, in the chapter of faith that talks about Moses, that talks about Noah. But I just wonder, will we find our names there? Will, will God find your faith pleasing? Or will he find it dissatisfactory? Now, that's not meant to be rude or, or anything other than, than the fact that you have a choice to decide what your faith is going to be in. It is easy to put your faith in what you can see because you can, you can grab a hold of it. You can touch it. We've seen, we, we, we know the destructive forces of, of, of earth, but do we know the redemptive realities of heaven? Right? Like, like do, do we believe and do we have faith more so in the truth and the restoration and the redemption of who he is more so than the destructive nature and tendency of the God of this world? Do you ever find yourself in that place where you feel like your heart is divided by this line where one side is light and like white and the other side is black and you feel pulled because you're like, I don't really know how this is going to turn out. I'm just being real with you up here, folks, because I just I, I feel frustrated. Life leaves you frustrated. But you know what heaven leaves you with? Refreshing. 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 There is refreshing available if you will believe. If you will stretch out your hand and call upon him. More than you will stay in the boat. More than you will stay comfortable, more than you will stay where you're at, more than, more than what you can see or feel. Faith, accessing the realities of heaven and bringing them to earth. Close, close your eyes for a second and, and see yourself grabbing a hold of this rope that you now realize is in front of you by faith and see this rope attached to the the ceiling of heaven if you will or the the, the floor of heaven but the ceiling of, of this this place and tug on it what do you find that comes down is it lack or is it sufficiency or is it grace is it is it hurt is it pain or is it an overwhelming sense of completion and fullness and wholeness? Can I tell you that by faith we are attached to this reality of heaven? 
becoming our home and that that we we live there because we're supposed to live with heaven on earth. Jesus said the prayer that we should pray, and you guys can pray this with me. He said, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, or in other words, let your name be kept holy. And he said, you should pray like this. He said, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Can we pray that once more? Your kingdom come, Lord, on earth as it is in heaven. Come on, one more time. Your kingdom come, Lord, on earth as it is in heaven. And just envision heaven with me, with eyes closed all over this room. And what I'd like to do is just for us to raise our hands if you have been accessing less than heaven. If you're in this place and you have been caught up in the ways of this world and you feel like you're sinking, if you feel like you have been living less than, would you lift your hands up really high for me? And you say that you've been... um, You've been working to live something that Jesus already paid the price for. And I saw hands going up all over this room, and I know Jesus has been talking to you. I can feel his presence in the room. I hear the words of our master and savior. Thank you. You can put your hands down. And I just want to encourage you with just an act of boldness, would you come meet me down here at the altar for all those who want more of heaven in their life? Who want more influence of heaven where you work or in your homes or in your families? And can we just pray that together this morning? Can we just sing this out? That he would invade the very places of our hearts. That faith would take a dominant seat in order that our lives can please him. Come on, who doesn't want to live a life that pleases God? I say, I say, let faith rule and reign in our hearts. Almost like Colossians teaches to to let peace rule and reign. But I don't know about you, but I want to live a life that pleases Jesus. I want to live a life that when Jesus comes back, he does find faith on the earth that I didn't give up that I'm able to look him square in the eye 
and he can say, well done. You did good because you didn't give up. You endured to the end. And I just pray all over this room that faith would rise up. I, in fact, release and impart the gift of faith to you, of supernatural faith. Because I'm telling you guys, what the Lord has showed me is impossible with man. But I would like you to stand on your feet as we declare this song over ourselves, over our circumstances, over our family, over our health, over our home. That He's the way maker. That He's the promise keeper. That He's the light in the darkness. And no matter how dark it gets, our faith will be the faith that overcomes this world. Because Jesus is the author of our faith. And He is the finisher of our faith. And He is the way. And He is the truth. And He is the life. And there is no other way until salvation. There is no other way. Waymaker. Come on, let faith rise. Grab a hold of that. Waymaker. See him high and lift it up. Come on, our faith is in him. Thank you, Lord Jesus. As you move across this room. We repent, Lord, for putting our faith in anything other than your name. Come on, he's moving. He's moving, guys. Come on, press into him. Press into Jesus this morning. Let's not miss what he has for us. I feel an increase of faith in the room. I feel faith rising up to access kingdom, to access heaven. Come on, I think you just ought to thank God. Come on, let's sing that out. That is who you are. That is who you are. Come on, ask him to be real. Come on, we want to see you, Jesus. We want a faith that pleases you, Lord. That is who you are. 
That is who you are. You're our faith. Our faith is in you, Jesus. Oh, you're the way maker. Oh, you're the miracle worker. Come on, even when. Even when I don't see it. Come on, close your eyes. Come on, we can't feel it. Come on, by faith. You never stop, Lord. Come on, again. Even Come on, it looks the opposite, but by faith, what? He never stops. Come on, by faith. He's always working. Come on, thank God. Hands up all over this room. Let's thank God for what he's doing on earth as it is in heaven. Come on, he's working. Back to the bridge. Even when I don't. Even though. Come on, keep releasing that. He's working. Let your words create the reality of heaven. He's working. Okay, just for a second, guys. And we're, we're almost closing here, but just for a second. Remember what Jesus wrote uh, the words of Jesus in Romans. He said that all the while he is working, even though we go through stuff. And you can read the previous verse. I don't understand it a whole lot, but I do recognize this. That things don't look like God or God's working on them. Things don't feel like God's working on them. But the truth of God's word states what? That God is working all things. Come on, somebody better shout all things. He's working all things for what? The good of those who love him. Come on, you better shout about how much you love Jesus. Because it said he's working all things for good for those who love him. To those who love him. And we already know the last part it says that... And those who are called according to his purposes. And by faith right now, we thank you, God, that you're working. 
Come on, I said by faith, thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. You're working all things for our good. Even when it doesn't feel like it. God, even when it doesn't look like it. Even though it's been however many years. He's working. Come on, he's working. Come on, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Come on. Even when I don't feel it, you never stop. You never stop. Come on. Declare that by faith. Waymaker, you never stop, you never stop. Waymaker, promise keeper. Come on, worship, worship, worship. He's here, Jesus. He's the waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper. Come on, we give it all to you, Jesus. The glory belongs to you for what you're doing. Promise keep light in the darkness, my God. Come on, faith says that's who he is. Let's let's declare it. Waymaker, miracle worker. Come on. Come on, Waymaker, 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 Miracle Worker, Promise Keeper. Just the voices, just the voices. Come on, come on, who is he? Waymaker, Miracle Worker, Promise Keeper, Light in the Darkness, My God, that is who you are. 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 Come on, keep your focus on him. That is who you Come on, by faith, I believe. I just give you permission to believe bold things. I declare that, that there is bold faith in this room. That I just release bold faith all over this room. You have the permission of heaven to believe for heaven on earth. To believe that you are who God has called you to be. You are who he's called you. You are enough. You are forgiven. You are accepted. You are beloved by heaven.
Faith accesses those truths that says you're forgiven, that says you're accepted. Faith accesses those things that brings them into your heart, that causes your heart to go from 50-50 of black and white, where it just starts shining like the sun because Jesus lives there. Faith accesses those hard-to-reach places that says, I can make it. I can do it. I, there's dreams. Guys, the dreams that are on your heart are there for a purpose. They're there for a reason. And I just, I don't know who that is in this room that you've been questioning the dreams that God has for you. And, and this may be somebody that, that is quite up in age, but I just give you permission to go after that because I really just feel the faith of heaven in this room for permission's sake to just access and believe that. You know, Abraham was 99 years old, right? Sarah was 80 some years old and she had a baby. She had a baby. What? Come on, he's working, he's moving. Oh, even when I don't see it, even when I don't feel it, he's working, he's working. Oh, he's working all things for my good. He's working all things for my good. Come on. By faith, he's working all things for my good. You're working all things for my good. You're working all things for my family's good. For good in my finances, for good in my home, for good in my workplaces, for good in this region, God, for good. He's working for good, for good, for good. He's working, he's working. Oh, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. Don't let go of those dreams. Don't let go of those promises. Jesus. Jesus.
Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, come on. Thank you, Jesus. This is one of the most crucial and critical points of faith. Is saying thank you even though you don't see it, even though you don't feel it. Come on, all over this room, hands lifted. This is praise now. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Pretend like you already see it. Pretend like you've already got the answer. Thank you, Lord. Pretend like you've already got the healing. Come on, pretend like you've already got the restoration. Come on, thank you, God. Come on, thank you, Lord. Pretend like you can already see the realities of heaven on earth. Thank you, Lord. Come on. He's working in your car right now. He's working on the engine. He's working on the transmission and the motor. Hey, thank you, Lord. I don't know who that's for. Come on. Thank you, God. I'm serious. This is, this is the most important part. This is where shouting and praise come into play. Hey. Praise, praise, praise. Come on, hallelujah. You can take a lap. You can jump. You can shout. But praise has an action. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. With a shout, the walls came down. Hallelujah. Come on. I think you can do better than that. I need you to pretend. Hold on. Hold your praise. Hold your praise. Hold it in now. Bottle it up if you can. But I need you to pretend like you were just set free from a life sentence. I need you to pretend like you were damned and, and doomed for eternity in hell. And there was no chance for salvation. I need you to pretend like that moment of awakening, like you just stepped out of the grave, like you just stepped out of darkness, like you are leaving that past behind. One, two, three, praise. Yeah. Come on, keep it going. Come on, Jesus. That's enough to put a smile on your face. All right, keys. Easy, easy, easy. We're trying to close down here. And start in second service. It's one o'clock. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Woo! Hey!
One last shout, one last shout. One, two, three. Yeah, come on. Lord, you're so worthy. God, I'm going to close out. We're going to dismiss. Just pray with me. Jesus, you're worthy. We love you so much. When we were dead in our trespasses, God, when we were, we were damned for hell, we were doomed for an eternity without you. We were separated from love itself. We knew not the meaning of life. We didn't, we didn't have that. We didn't have you, Lord, but you came into our darkness. God, you came into our, our pit and our mess and our dirt, Lord, and you found us. You said, I love you. You're enough. I've called you by my name. I've called you for a purpose higher than this. You said, I, I set you apart. My blood. You said, see, see, the, see the wounds in my body. See the holes in my hands. See the scars. I took your place. And now I call you worthy. Now I call you redeemed. And I command you to go into all the world and let the world know. Let them know that I sent you. Let them know that you have the ability to call them forgiven because I've already I've done that for them. All they have to do is believe. Jesus, we say it was enough. We say, Jesus, we do believe. We say, thank you, Lord. Thank you so much that you gave us faith when we had none. That you believed in us when we, we didn't believe in us. That you accepted us when we were unacceptable and unworthy and unlovable. And you loved us with an everlasting love, Lord. And I just pray right now that you would help continue to teach us these precepts, these truths, these redemptive realities of how faith can, can bring restoration, how faith can bring heaven to earth, how, fra- how faith can access those things. Lord, Lord, would you write your law in our heart? Would you, would you birth something out of us, Lord, and cause us to, to begin to go into the places where no one has gone before? Because only, only we are alive to access what you have for this time on earth. And I just pray that faith would rise up and that you would cause us to become children of faith and people that would wear like a tattoo on our sleeve or even on our heart and our forehead that you work, that that. We have faith to believe that you're working all things for our good. Teach us, Lord. Do not leave us the same. We are desperate for you. We're desperate for for your love. We're desperate for your way. And all God's people said amen. 
because we believe it, that he is working. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you're working all things for my friend's good, for my good. And I will keep preaching, so let's go love him. Come on. Let's go. Love God. Love people and lead well. Full of faith. Come on. Woo! Woo!